0: May the hope of God fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Amen. That's Romans 15 13. Good evening, Alan, family, and friends. Thank you for joining us tonight on the prayer line. Um, in honor of our pastor, Reverend and Flake, we welcome, welcome, welcome you tonight. Tonight, we are blessed to have with us Reverend Lois Stewart, and she will be interceding for us this evening. Reverend Stewart, you may begin.
1: Thank you. Giving all honor and praise to God. Thanking him for our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Elaine Flake, and our pastor emeritus, Reverend Dr. Floyd Flake. Coming out of Psalm 103, which has been attributed to King David, I'm just going to read a part of it to you. When you get a chance, please read the whole thing and meditate on it. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is deep within me. Bless his holy name. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget any of his benefits, who forgives all our sins, who heals all our diseases, who redeems our lives from the pit, who crowns us lavishly, with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies our years with good things, so that our youth is renewed like that of the soaring eagle. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways of righteousness and justice to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in compassion and loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins as we deserve, nor rewarded us with punishment according to our wickedness. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear and worship him with awe-filled respect and deepest reverence. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Just as the father loves his children, so the Lord loves those who fear and worship him with awe-inspired respect and deepest reverence. For he knows our mortal frame. He remembers that we are merely dust. And tonight I'd like for us to consider expectant prayer and intentional prayer. The psalmist In blessing the Lord God Almighty lays out what he knows about God, inviting the reader into their relationship, a relationship that is intimate, filled with time spent with his God. Some of the times have been long and luxurious, other times may have been rushed or hurried, but they all have come out of a personal and intimate relationship with God his Creator. The psalmist is intentional and deliberate in what and how he shares his knowledge of God, his creator. And this can only come by spending time with God. When we take time, no matter how long or how short, God meets us where we are. God will show us great and wonderful things that we have no knowledge or even at times understanding of. God will reveal himself, sharing himself with us making plain his plans and purposes. God tells us in his word to seek him while he may be found, to call upon him while he is near. And that tells us that if we seek God, God will allow us to find him. And it also tells us that God is near, near to us. God tells us in his word that he's doing what he is doing and what he will do. If only we will take the time to listen. Sometimes we get so busy. Sometimes we get so rushed. Sometimes we get so harried. Sometimes we just go and and just blab out our list. We give him a shopping list of what things and people and circumstances and situations that concern, trouble, or perplex us. Sometimes we cry out to him as if we have no hope, forgetting what he has already done for us what he has already done for our families, how he has brought us out time and time and time again, how he has helped our friends, those that we have stayed in prayer for. And there are times when we consider the needs that we have and we think that we are doing the right thing. But do we really know what the problems are? Do we really take time to sit down with God And allow him to show us what the problem really is. What the concern really is. If we will do that, we will begin to establish a truly personal relationship with God. A relationship that he so desires with us. His word tells us that his hand is held out all the day long. And all the day long, sometimes we just walk past it. We don't even see it. We don't even consider that God's hand is being held out to us. Again, we don't always know what the problems are. There are times when things present themselves as one thing, but they really are something else. We need to stay long enough to hear from God, to hear what God has to say, to hear what he thinks about the problem. I know some of us may be saying, but, but Reverend, you don't understand. When I go to God, I, I don't hear him. I don't hear him. Well, God is not obligated to answer us immediately as we are speaking. Most of the time, we're having, rather than having a dialogue, we're having a monologue with God. Most of the time, he can't get a word in edgewise. So there are times when we have to learn to wait. Isaiah tells us about waiting on the Lord. And what he will do for those who wake. You need to go back and you need to read and to meditate on that. Because God knows us. The last part of the, uh, the psalm that I read from Psalm uh, 103, excuse me. It says in verse 14, he remembers that we are merely dust. For he knows our mortal frame and he remembers that we are merely dust. God knows us. God knows us better than we will ever know ourselves. And God wants us to get to know him, but he also wants us to get to know ourselves. Many of us think we are one thing and really we're another. And if we would take the time sometimes to ask our friends, we might get a better insight into who it is that we are. God tells us in his word that he's doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, he says, do you see it? God is always planning and doing and preparing and clearing and making straight your way and mine. He knows what we stand in need of long before whatever the it is became a need. But do we, when we go to him, do we stay long enough to try to find out what it really is that we stand in need of and how we should pray? Sometimes we're praying about things that will never come to pass. We're praying about things in a way that if God answered it, there would only be chaos and confusion. So because he knows long before there is a need, he also can tell us how we need to pray and what we should pray about. When we go to him, when we do go to him, we must remember who he is. He is the one who created everything out of nothing. And apart from him, there is nothing. If we can wrap our minds around that, we will begin to trust him, to trust him in the way that he wants us to trust him. When we come to God, we need to be intentional. When you go to him, be expectant. When you go to him, if you cannot believe that he can do that which you're asking for, and so very much more, then why go to him in the first place? Go to him in confidence. Go to him in love. Go to him intentionally and expectantly. Go to him from a point of a personal relationship and watch your relationship flourish and grow. Watch and see the new things that God is doing and allow yourself to be a part of God's plan and God's purpose. We love to quote Jeremiah 29. But God says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to give you a future and a hope to prosper you and to help you. But do we stay long enough? Are we truly intentional enough and expectant enough to really hear what God has planned and purposed for us? So my sisters and my brothers, as we go into prayer, be intentional and be expectant. Because God loves that. That's saying to him that we are establishing a relationship with him where we begin to understand that he knows what we stand in need of. He knows what it is and he knows how to bring it about. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, holy and magnificent God and Father, we come to you tonight, Father, as humbly as we know how. We come with love and joy and praise and thanksgiving praising you first because you're god and you deserve all of our praise praising you for what you have already done praising and thanking you for all that you have done and for all that we expect you to do praising and thanking you for the wondrous god that you are praising and thanking you for the love that you have for us you tell us in your word that you love us with an everlasting love You tell us in your word that you will never leave us nor forsake us, that you will be with us even to the end of the age, and that we could be with thee in the newer life that is to come through thy son, Jesus the Christ. You tell us in your word that you will remember our sin and iniquity no more, that you will cast it as far away from you as the east is from the west, and remember it no more. Tonight, Father, tonight, let those words resonate within us. Let our hope and our trust and our faith in you be fulfilled. Help us to expect it. Help us to be intentional about the things that we ask you for. Help us to be intentional about the praise that we offer up to you because you deserve it, Father. You deserve it. No one has ever done for us what you have done. No one could have ever done for us what you continue to do for us. In your psalm, Psalm 103, that David has been attributed to King David as the as the writer of it. You tell us that you forgive us for all of our sins and our iniquities. Help us to take that in and to stop allowing the adversary to continue to tell us day in and day night, and night, excuse me, how God could not forgive you. You know what you did. Well, God knows what you did, and he knew it before you even did it. And now he's telling us over and over and over again, you are forgiven. You are forgiven and you are loved. He loves us with an everlasting love, and there's nothing that you or I can do to stop him from loving us. But we can prevent ourselves from being the beneficiary of his loving kindness, of his tender mercies, of his steadfast love and faithfulness. Of the favor that he continues to bestow upon us. So I know sometimes it may not seem like it, but if we truly got what we deserved, we couldn't even ask for mercy, we couldn't even expect favor. And yet he tells us that this is what he has already done for us. He goes on through the Psalmist David to say that he is the God who heals our disease. He desires for us to be whole in spirit, soul, mind and body. Many times, many of us have been healed by God, and yet we didn't recognize it. We didn't know it because it didn't come the way that we expected it. Sometimes it comes slowly. Sometimes it comes quickly. But God is always working. He's always moving. He's always doing a new thing. So, Father, tonight, tonight, help us to release ourselves from any bondages of doubt, and hesitation, and unbelief that would prevent us from totally giving ourselves to you. Help us to look for and to expect salvation, deliverance, and healing, not only for ourselves, but for our families, for our friends, for those that we have been praying for. And, oh, Lord, help us not to stand in the way of your work within them. Help us not to assume that we know how you're going to do it. Help us, Lord, with those children that just don't seem to want to listen. Teach us to love them unconditionally. Father, that doesn't mean that that we accept all that they're doing, that we give them liberty and freedom to do it. No, that's not what we're saying, Father. But help us to love them for who they are, until you can form and mold and fashion them into who you would have them to be. Sometimes, Father, they're crying out. Sometimes they're hurting, and we don't even know what the hurt is. Help us to have patience with them. Help us to sit down and truly listen to them without always complaining about them, without always dumping on them. Help us, O God, to love our children the way that you love them, O God, give us sound minds. Help us to cast down anything that attempts to exalt itself above you, the Lord God Almighty, our Creator, our Redeemer, and our soon-coming King. Help us, O God, to be raised up from any and all afflictions. There are many, O God, who are on beds of affliction, and that's not where you desire them to be. So, Lord, we ask you to move in and through not only the hospitals and nursing homes and mental institutions, but, Lord, through the rooms that some of us lay in day in and day out. Help us to want the shades and the blinds to be open. Help us to allow the sun to come in so that not only can, can our spirits be lifted, but we can know and understand without a shadow of a doubt that you are there with us that you love us, help us to learn to manage and increase our finances. Help us, oh God, to do with our finances that which you have told us to do. Help us to be givers, to be expectant and intentional about our giving. Oh God, so many of us spend so much on that which profits nothing and does not even last. So help us to begin to, to look and to see that which is everlasting and to know that only what we do for you can last. Help us, Father, trust. First and foremost, to trust you and then to trust ourselves and learn to trust others. Many times we have given trust to others and they have betrayed us, but help us not to stop giving trust just because we have been betrayed. Oh, God, help us to draw closer to you and the things that are of you. Help us to be intentional about our coming to you and placing our trust, our faith, our hope, and all of our desires within you. And tonight, Father, for those who are on the line that have not yet asked for forgiveness and repented and asked you to come into their lives and to be their Savior, help them to reach out for you tonight, tonight. Help them to cry out what the jailer cried out, what must I do to be saved? And we thank you for all of those, even now, who are walking out of darkness into the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you, and we give you all honor and praise and glory and thanksgiving, knowing that you hear us and hearing us that you answer us, and we are intentional and expectant about it. Keep us under your blood and hide us in the shadow of thy wings in the day of trouble. Nobody can do that but God, and nobody would do that but God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen.
0: Amen, amen. amen. Thank you so much, and God bless you so much, Reverend Stewart, for the encouraging devotion and for the prayer tonight. We certainly have been encouraged tonight. Thank you. And thank you to all of you who joined us this evening to connect with us in faith. As Psalm 34, 17 says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. And so we thank God that he hears our prayers. So we hope that you'll come back tomorrow night and join us again at 8 p.m. as we continue to seek God's faith and we lay down all our burdens before him and we worship him and praise him in advance for what he's going to do. So God bless you and good night and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thank you. Good night.
0: Good night.